0: Everybody, Welcome, welcome, welcome to the second day of the Great Commission. Hallelujah. Welcome to the Midnight Experience. I believe so strongly that your lives will never, 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 never be the same. I want to welcome everybody one more time. I believe so strongly that whatever God has for us, whatever God wants to give us, whatever God wants to, wants to tell us tonight by His grace, it shall be so we shall hear it we shall see it we shall taste of it and he shall receive all the praise and all the glory shall we please pray before we we continue father thank you thank you for the gift of life thank you for your love thank you for continually holding us keeping us safe being with us blessing us we commit our hearts to you we commit our minds to you we commit everything every part of our being to you and we ask that father you shall open us up to you may our antennas be tuned to your frequency tonight may we understand the basis and the structure of what you have called us to as a church in the mighty name of jesus amen praise god hallelujah yesterday was a very important day we started talking about the great commission and i believe who were blessed are two anchor scriptures Matthew 28, 19 to twenty, Mark sixteen, um um, fifteen to eighteen, praise God, and there were uh, four things that we actually looked at. Number one, we looked at um, the preaching, and we also the second thing we looked at was the miracles that was attached to the preaching. To to profess or to talk about the gospel. And then the third thing we spoke about was baptism, its, its part or its role in, 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 in the commission, in the great commission. And the last thing we spoke about was discipleship. We looked at the importance of discipleship as well. And we looked at the, 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 the state of the church now as compared to the earlier church, hallelujah, In the book of Acts. Tonight, by the grace of God, we're going to look at evangelism and discipleship. Praise God. Oh, glory to God. Amazing. Amazing. Before I I say anything, I want to say that the word evangelism is more or less sharing Christ to people, to unbelievers, leading them to conversion, to become believers. So it is sharing Christ to unbelievers with an expectancy that the Holy Spirit will convict them so that they can become born again believers. that they can convert then we also have discipleship and discipleship is growth after conversion growth after conversion but the overall process from evangelism and discipleship is called disciple making that's the overall process disciple making that's the overall process hallelujah just wanted to um make that clear hallelujah and so tonight by the grace of god by the grace of god Now, very often, I want to start my message by saying that very often, we hear the debate on whether discipleship or evangelism is more important, we hear it, and you know, typically, the argument is between people who have different gifts, for example, for example, those who evangelize naturally believe that evangelism is highly beneficial yet yet those who excel in one-on-one connections will argue that discipleship is the key form of growth okay but i want us to look at this by looking at the bible giving ourselves a biblical basis to both discipleship and evangelism because you know in conclusion there is no there's no need for a debate when we follow the model the pattern that scripture so clearly portrays hallelujah how does or how do discipleship and evangelism differ how are they similar you know now these two words discipleship and evangelism are both biblical concepts let's understand it that they are both biblical concepts now the reason why they differ is because they focus on different levels of spiritual growth one is on the base level of conversion one is growth so they are, they have different levels both discipleship and and evangelism they spread the gospel actually when you are evangelized the gospel is being spread hallelujah when you are discipled you also go and spread it so both ways it spreads the gospel hallelujah praise god but first and foremost, I want us to look at evangelism. Sorry, discipleship. I think discipleship will be the first. Let's look at discipleship. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we thank you. Wherever you are, say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. May your name be praised. Hallelujah. All right. On the subject matter of discipleship, I want to say, first and foremost, that Christianity began through discipleship. true. Now, when Jesus came to the earth and he began his ministry, he did so through discipleship. No doubt about it. Now, Jesus became a rabbi or a teacher or a leader to a group of 12 particular men. I mean, there were other disciples who followed him. Some were women, of course. But, but all throughout, Jesus spoke and taught as many as would listen. You can, we can see in scripture that he taught crowds within the synagogues. He taught them within houses as well. But the thing here is this. Not all who listened to Jesus were disciples. The true disciples were the ones who physically followed Jesus. Are we okay? Many of the disciples walked alongside Jesus. But the true ones were the, those who physically followed him all right but we you know for others um, who did not walk with him during the three years that he had his ministry on the earth they were marked as disciples not because they physically followed jesus but because they obeyed what he commanded so there were those who were termed as disciples because they physically followed jesus and there were also those who were not there to physically work with him, but they obeyed what he commanded. Thus, they were called also disciples. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. All right. Thank you, Jesus. So, the interesting thing about about Jesus' discipleship was that his disciples didn't even know who they were following at first. Initially, they did not recognize him as the Messiah until Peter said, you are the Messiah, right? Now, after they recognized jesus as messiah they now had to set aside their preconceived notions to recognize jesus as god although he was man they had to now recognize him as god hallelujah Mm, we are making progress now also let me say that followers of jesus weren't recognized because we were called christians Please, I repeat it. Followers of of, of Jesus were not recognized because they were called Christians. They were called Christians because they were disciples. And so what am I trying to say with that point? In many churches today, we believe we are Christians merely because we believe in Jesus, merely because we are born again. But no. However, if we are supposed to follow the example of Scripture, then we must first be disciples to even be considered Christian. So 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 because the followers of jesus in the day were not recognized because because of the fact that um, 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 um they were not called Christians because they were disciples no but but you see the main important thing here is that we need to understand it perfectly what discipleship is and i want us to look at the model that jesus is used jesus's discipleship model hallelujah praise god rabban dalabasha thank you jesus jesus's model with regards to discipleship shows us that discipleship can be a preliminary conversion okay Um, um discipleship is not dependent on whether or not someone is a believer rather discipleship occurs so that people can become believers We are making progress discipleship again is a close and a lengthy process it takes time now let me explain that jesus lived with the 12 disciples he did his everyday life with the 12 whether he was eating preparing meals working traveling praying spending leisure time he was with them So discipleship occurred so that the people can believe. So at a point, they believe that he was the Messiah and he was also God fully, as well as fully man. It takes time. Discipleship takes time. We need to understand that discipleship takes time. I mentioned it yesterday. It takes time. It takes wisdom. It takes patience. Hallelujah. One other thing I want to say is that discipleship is persistent. Let's not forget, we are looking at Jesus' model of discipleship. Discipleship is persistent. You see, Jesus had extreme patience with his disciples. Extreme. You see, so often, eh, we we neglect the fact that Jesus, Jesus' disciples didn't know who they were working with until later on. But... Today, having having scripture and explanation of Jesus, it's easy to question how the disciples were so ignorant. But then, we must also remember that Jesus was showing them exactly who he was. Now when they were first called, they did not know all that Jesus was and all that Jesus would become for them. So what they saw was a man. But they still followed him but jesus was persistent in the sense that he had extreme patience he was with them he was with them every day of his life he was with them when he was eating he ate with them when he was preparing meals he prepared with them he was working with them he was traveling with them he was praying with them he was spending his leisure time with them that was his model style of discipleship So, what, how, what can we understand by this? Discipleship is marked by one individual teaching another individual, but that individual is one who has grown in the Lord. So, that's exactly what Jesus did. He taught about the kingdom of God. He taught about repentance. He taught um, scriptures. He he expanded on uh, on concepts to prepare the people for the new covenant. So once the disciples believed and accepted him as number 1 Messiah, number 2 Savior, number 3 God, the discipleship continued. You see, and discipleship did not end just because the disciples were saved. No. No, 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 no. It did not end because they were saved. So discipleship actually starts when you are saved. They discovered, that the disciples, they discovered the purpose of Jesus was to bring salvation. And after they discovered that purpose, they continued to learn more about that purpose. So after Jesus died and buried and resurrected, he came back to further the discipleship. So before Jesus ascended, he realized that he made sure that the disciples had all they needed to continue in their faith. And not only continue but be productive to bring others into it in other words jesus was not content or at peace that his followers were just saved no jesus cared greatly and cares greatly about eternity yet that's not the end eternity is not the end when we are born again it's not the end but then jesus desired that all the followers will be bold and equipped what for what for what purpose to be to be to bear fruits in this life fruits in this life that will last all the way until the next life that's eternity so although jesus understands eternity although jesus knows eternity is is that but you see when you are saved it's not the end of it you must still you must still go back you must still keep learning you must still learn About 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 Christ, you must still grow to become like Him. As you do that, you you become to you you begin to bear fruits, and as you bear fruits, note that the fruits you bear are fruits that last in this lifetime and in the next. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, how do we respond to Jesus' discipleship? Let's know in two folds as an individual believer and as a church. When I say church, I mean the body of Christ, right? So as an individual believer and as a church, believers have have a have a responsibility to disciple as Jesus did. Now, first then uh, this requires that the current Christians, and I say this Christians in quotes, the current Christians of today must, or we must, who we are Christians today must, must access if we are what the New Testament considers Christians. Understand, I said earlier, that Christians got their name because they were disciples. They were obeying what had been commanded by Jesus. Although they might not have seen him or walked with him physically, they obeyed. Praise God. What we should ask ourselves today as Christians is that, do I simply believe in Christ or do I live as he did? True Christians are those who obey Jesus and his teachings. So, so before discipleship can occur on another level, the first level of believers, that is those who are converted, must be correctly aligned with God's purpose, God's design hallelujah so once a believer strives and can express that he or she is following and striving to follow jesus he can be considered a disciple she can be considered a disciple hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah we need to understand that discipleship is key it's very very important very 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 important very very important so in the book of john chapter 8 verse 31 and 32 it says to the jews who had believed him jesus said if you hold on to my teaching you are really my disciples then you know the truth and the truth will set you free Hmm. Look at that scripture. John 13, verse 34 and 35. A new command I give you, love one another, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Mark 8, and the verse 34. Then he called the crowd to him along with the disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. When you read the book of Acts chapter 11 and the verse 26 says, And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. So here, in Acts 11, after Stephen was murdered, the believers scattered And some found themselves in Antioch. And as soon as they landed in Antioch, they started sharing the gospel. Started sharing. Started sharing. Started sharing. And Barnabas was there. And so, Barnabas brought Saul. Let me say that we normally say that it was Saul who became Paul. Saul was the Hebrew name. Paul, the Greek name. Hallelujah. Alright. For our knowledge. Amen. So, Barnabas brought Saul into Antioch. And for a whole year they were teaching, discipling. And that is where disciples were called Christians first. Because they could see that they they were obedient to the teachings of Jesus. And they were practically living the life that Jesus commands them to live. So they were they were called christians people who lived after christ who live like christ christ likeness so we can be called such when our lives is showing forth not just our belief a disciple is one whose life shows forth not just by confessing or by belief hallelujah thank you jesus i pray that we become become big 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 and mighty disciples in our time for the glory of God to show and to shine. Thank you, Jesus. On to evangelism. Evangelism is 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 similar in the sense that it involves interaction with non-believers. Okay. So the key word here is interaction, not believers, not, not non-believers, interaction. In discipleship you interact evangelism you interact praise god all right now with evangelism is is categorized by by an expression of faith from a christian to another individual evangelism can can include a preaching it can include a teaching it can include a conversation so it's not every time that we can. We, we should just go and be preaching to people, or be teaching. Sometimes a conversation, you can evangelize. You can evangelize with a conversation. Hey, so when you die, where are you going? That's an initiate, initiating conversation. And when you do that, it can lead to something. And then when the opportunity comes to share, you can share by conversation. Hallelujah! Now the difference, the main difference between evangelism and discipleship is that when you compare, discipleship is a longer process. You know, with evangelism you can meet a person one, twice, thrice before the person um, gets convict, convicted and then the person gets converted. But discipleship continues the meeting and the ministry for days, for weeks, for months, even years. Praise God! So evangelism is important and how then does it work we should know and of course i know by now we know evangelism is done on a person to person basis you see i believe strongly that it should begin with a conversation and this conversation begins in in much of the same way that a disciple maker will begin a conversation so the beginning of the conversation does not have to initially be of faith are you a christian wrong move wrong move so once once the conversation is naturally brought to an appropriate place to share the evangelist or or the believer who is sharing the faith can use that opportunity to share let's also know and let's not forget that the goal of the evangelist is to tell unbelievers about the good news of jesus so ultimately the church in, in response to the Great Commission, once the conversation, you, you want to make the conversation open up for discussion. Discussion about sin, discussion about Jesus' sacrifice, dis- discussion about um, um his love, his death, his resurrection. So at that moment, when such a discussion starts up, the evangelist or the one doing the, the speaking or sharing can prompt the individual for action. Why? Because, actually because, here, it's our desire, through the evangelism, that the individual will accept Jesus into his whole life. So, after we have said all the things, discussed everything, and questions about death, about Jesus' love, about sin, about, about His resurrection comes in, at that point, at that opportune point, we can bring in, because we want the person to accept Jesus. And usually, this is done through prayer. And a declaration of faith you know it's very important and it's also important that let's remember that when 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 we evangelize people and they become born again some are very new to the faith so they don't have any resources to continue on their own so we must follow up on them we must invite them to our church if possible we must we must start discipling them hallelujah so they grow quickly by the grace of god you see this is just an aspect but other times to evangelism is used to slowly open an individual up to the gospel so it can start with a, a conversation right and then um for example to make it practical for us maybe i go to mr a and i say oh mr a how are you today i want to come and pray for you and i just pray for the person or i said mr a they know me Those will say oh mr a. Say, oh soft how are you oh i'm fine mr a mr a i had a i have a word for you from the lord and i prophesy a word of knowledge or some encouragement and the person is like wow hallelujah yes now that thing is what we call planting seeds so it's not every day that you can go and say oh i want to share god's word with you a conversation then to open you up to Sure, no. Sometimes just go. Oh, I want to come and pray with you. You pray with the person. Go. You are planting seeds. You are planting seeds. And the philosophy over this is that with time, the seed will grow within the person. Either from another person watching it or from the person's own decision to look more into Christianity. But that seed will grow. That seed will grow. Hallelujah. Mm. although we know that Jesus was a disciple maker clearly, emphatically, we also know that he was an evangelist listen, this guy this guy, this guy we serve and we we always uh, uh, worship the man at the right hand of the father the man Christ Jesus he often spoke in front of large crowds in Matthew 4 and the verse 17 he says from that time when jesus began to preach repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near he was preaching he was an evangelist he was preaching jesus preached repentance to large numbers of people but only a few of those people followed others left after difficult teachings mm. so 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 additionally to let's also know that jesus was called to the jews but additionally he ministered to unbelievers who were gentiles right for example, he, he evangelized the Samaritan woman of the well. He began the conversation and then shifted it to talk about faith. Then he prophesied, word of knowledge, spoke and told the woman about personal things in her life. So this, is, this, is, this, is, this can be likened or compared to a believer today who receives a word of knowledge for someone by what he did, telling the woman about her personal things, things about herself. So John 4.10 says, Jesus answered here, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked Him and He will give you living water. So here is the opportunity to punch in the sharing and the person will pick it up. Hallelujah. We know, we know that Jesus evangelized Zacchaeus, the woman who was caught in adultery, Nicodemus. Jesus did miracles to portray that the kingdom of God was at hand he did so many miracles throughout the middle east he traveled to many towns to many households he to, you know he used the miracles as an example of the kingdom and the gospel to come so yesterday i said it that sometimes and importantly most of the time we must we must, we must ask god for the grace to do the miraculous as a sign of the gospel Hallelujah. When you heal somebody, you say, oh, the Father loves you, so he has healed you. They will come. Oh, they will come. I hope we are are catching something here. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You don't need a pulpit before you can evangelize. You only need yourself to be available. And you can evangelize. John Wesley said, the world is my parish was able to do that and the impact he made can be felt today. The impact, the work, the effort, the investment speaks for itself today. Thank you, Jesus. And somebody will ask that why is evangelism important? It's important because it's an initial way to meet and impact people with the gospel. Yes. another way i can say it is that another way i can put it is that you can also live a lifestyle and reach people no matter where they are people can look at you and just be evangelized now practically for example let's say those who want to take on an evangelical approach to life that they will add it to, to their everyday life Let's say you go to the grocery store, maybe a cram mall, or you are picking your child from school. You meet maybe one of your child's friends' parents. Oh, hello, how are you? Oh, wow, I hope everybody's fine. Oh, it's Friday. I want to pray for, for you guys so that God will sustain us. They we meet back on Monday and pray for them. When you do that, you are planting seeds. Maybe you go to the Grocery store. You go to the market. You go to a cram You meet somebody, a friend. Oh hi! How are you? How are you doing? Wow! Oh, that's good. It's been a long time. Oh, this one there. Before I leave, we we'll pray. We we'll pray. You know, you share something. You are planting seeds, and 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 after after some time, that seed you plant will bear fruit. And one other thing I want us to also note is that after evangelism, when the person accepts and is converted into the kingdom of god and the individual wants to wants to know more it's important that we connect them to our churches our local churches or other believers in the area hallelujah that way the person can be discipled now this type of of evangelism i'm talking about is important because everybody needs to hear the gospel It's more beneficial when more people are hearing the gospel Hallelujah. So, so the more we evangelize, the more we can disciple. So, evangelism is a great tool to open up discipleship. Is is evangelism can be can be recognized as the first step of discipleship. So, if you are discipling numerous people, you can connect the people you reach out to with your local church. Then, your local church and its members can pour into those new people and disciple them praise God. That's why churches organize evangelism outreaches and when they gather people, they bring them into their local church and they train them and then they send them out again and then that same thing goes, 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 goes and then we have big, 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 big churches like that. Hallelujah. Now, sometimes to, let me say that it can become ineffective that's evangelism. Um, hmm. I would say it becomes ineffective when, when it is done incorrectly, because if believers should follow the model, it can become very beneficial for both the spreading of the kingdom of God and the transformation of the lives of people who live in darkness. So let's look at a few things of, of, of when evangelism can become ineffective. So it can become ineffective when, number one, is not followed up by some type of discipleship. And also, when 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 the when the conversion is seen as get out of jail free card, you know, where it focuses on, on on escaping hell than living for Christ. So when the person sees as an escape route from hell, it can be ineffective. Hallelujah. Where also the Christians preach a message, than live the lifestyle, it can become ineffective. Where we can also see where there is lack of love and compassion, where those who are who are sharing the faith they see themselves as higher than other people, where there is hypocrisy, where where there is hypocrisy in the evangelistic life, you know, um um, um, um. where where a message of hate is preached, you know, you can have you can have it as ineffective where evangelism is focused more on the, on the evangelists and the work of the Lord and the people that need to be saved, it can become ineffective. It can become very, very ineffective. So therefore when you read Ephesians 4, 11-13, so Christ gave himself the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, to equip his people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith. And in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. When you read Second Timothy chapter 4, and there's in the verse 5, but you keep your head in all situations endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry, do the work of an evangelist. It didn't say, Be an evangelist, do the work of an evangelist. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you jesus so before we end it I'll, i want us to look at the main differences and then the main similarities and then we'll end it so so discipleship involves a long-term interaction while evangelism is short-term that's the first thing second thing is that discipleship is much more relational and personal evangelism can be personal but not to the extent of discipleship hallelujah In other words, the personal level or the relational level cannot be that of discipleship when it comes to evangelism. That's the second point. Praise God. The next point I want to talk about is that evangelism is a means that leads to discipleship, but then the discipleship is the overall goal. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then the fourth point I want to give is that evangelism may lead to um, initial faith in Christ, but then discipleship will develop the faith evangelism may may lead to an initial faith in christ or the conversion but then discipleship that's what develops the faith hallelujah these are the main differences between discipleship and evangelism but what are the similarities first and foremost both are biblical how do i prove it jesus operated or functioned in both ways both are biblical hallelujah second point the apostles. Um, the, uh, the apostles, the disciples, the early Christians, they took part in both. They took part in evangelism, they took part in discipleship. Hallelujah. Right? Um, the next point I want to say is that both focus on salvation, both focus on, on faith in Christ, both focus on the new life. The next thing I want to talk about is that people who are new to the faith, right? They are they are they are encouraged to be evangelistic in sharing their faith with families, friends, peers, colleagues, and all that? And they are also encouraged to begin the process of discipling other people while they themselves have been discipled. So maybe I have been I have been a disciple for two years. I can go out and evangelize somebody and start discipling the person because I have crossed a certain path, and so I can teach the person that path I've crossed. Praise God. And then Evangelism and discipleship both both bring the kingdom of heaven in different manners. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, that's a point that just dropped in my spirit. It's not part of the points I wrote down. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So let's understand that evangelism is a means, to the overall goal of disciple making. So we evangelize, we disciple. Evangelize, disciple. The disciple mature, they evangelize. And the same process goes on. The same process goes on. So I will say, before I end, that let us take it upon ourselves, as individual believers, as the church, that we will take it serious to share the gospel. It's very, very important. Let us not see it as something for those in color we have been called we are the church we have been called let us obey let us respond to that call and we will see together that we will populate heaven and we shall depopulate hell let us pray ask god at this point for grace that he shall help you and give you that desire he should give you the heart a heart that feels what he feels That no man should perish. Ask him for that heart. Oh Father, give us a heart. The heart that will feel what you feel for souls. In the name of Jesus. Help us to respond to the call. 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 In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you Father. For you have heard us. We bless you. We honor you. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Rebandalabashanda Labababa. Oh, Rabba Baba 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 Sota Kaba Lenden de Labo Shanda Lababas Le Brandandandula Banda Shadaya. Oh, Rabba Baba Bastokos Minenentos Tiparadavash. In the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, mightly. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I believe when it's at midnight or before. If you cannot pray at midnight, um, I will encourage that before you sleep, pray for some minutes. some, Some 30 minutes will be fine or 15 to 30 minutes is fine. But I will encourage that you guys will pray at midnight. Sacrifice, sleep small. Pray. Pray for yourself. Pray for your family. Pray for your children. Sometimes if you are married, you can enter your, your, your children's room, lay hands on them, pray for them. Pray for your husband, pray for your wife, pray for your business, pray, pray for your colleagues, pray for your friends. Pray for your ministry, pray for your business, pray for your education, pray for your relationships. And let God bless it. Let God's hand remain on it. Let God's hand be seen in it. Let God direct you. Let God order your steps. Pray against any attacks, pray against any anything that will cause problems for you. And I believe so strongly within me that when we are consistent in this, we shall excel. May God give us grace. May God make our laughter endure long. And may we see, may we see, may we see all that has been said about us come to pass according to the will of God. God bless you. I leave you with a song, a spiritual song. May this song bless you. May this song ginger you and remind you that you have a part to play in the Great Commission. God bless you. See you soon. Know that Master Jesus is still on the throne. God bless you. Shalom. Good night. See you soon. Goodbye.
1: Cleansed, where the ricepers do my worship, the fragrance of my worship,